listen, um, we we uh, we you know we have fun here and we we like to ha- keep it light and have fun. But seriously, if you don't love yourself because you think deep down, like, hey, I wish I was special, you're looking at other people like they're somehow special, and you're not. But I'm telling you, we're all the same amount of not special. And that's why <laughs> I think you can do anything. Hi, welcome to Show They Don't Tell You. We are a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. It's not a partnership. It's more than that. It's a friendship. Yeah. And CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. And you can find all your favorite podcasts here. I mean, you could listen to Shit They Don't Tell You on other places in other places but no you could listen to it on ios android maybe you're doing that right now but yeah. we happen to think that Castbox is the best place to do that the highest quality audio so the, listen to it on Castbox. what are you waiting for like what are you honestly waiting for the best video playback what are you doing your nails what are you waiting for what are you waiting for the text font they use on the app is stellar it's just an unbelievable what is it, service Helvetica? yeah it's Helvetica. Hel- Hel- Helvetica. it's a great service Get, ca- get CastBox. Hey, you know what the shit they didn't tell you about CastBox is? That it's the best. And they should have. It should have been in they their branding. They should have really told you that. Why didn't anyone tell me? Hey, welcome. Hey, what's up? I'm Steve, I'm Steve Green. Welcome to the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. That was Nailed awful. It. That was great. That was so bad. Is your phone on? I'm joined today by my beautiful wife. Jesus. No, my phone is not on. Um, I'm joined today by my beautiful wife and my co-host as well in life and in, in podcasting. I'm your co-host in life. That's so cute. Isn't that fun? That should be my little my little subtitle. I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> Nikki Limo, you could follow her on Instagram or on uh, whichever you're device. You're promoing my Instagram already? That's awesome. Um, please follow my Instagram wow. as well. You're scoring so many points. That's so nice of you. What are we talking about today, Nikki? Okay, so today's just me and Steve. We don't have a guest because you're our guest. You uh, were taking some of your submissions that you submitted to our email, which is podcast at Nikki.Limo. If you would like to submit a topic or some question that you have, Go ahead and submit there. Um, I picked out a few, and they're kind of in the same vein of topic. And then we're also doing a new thing, which is where you can call in and leave like a question with your voice, is it which is really number? cool. What's the number? It's pr- I'm about let's, to let's get there. Jesus, let's give it up. Oh my gosh. Let's okay. get the phone lines hot. I think leaving a question with your voice is so cool because it reminds me of Love Lines. So if you have a question that you would prefer to leave with your own voice on a voicemail, you can call us at 765-734-0840. That's 765-734-0840. And a couple of you have left us messages already, and I'm excited to hear them. Please stop farting into the friggin' device. All right. No, that's all just we're going to get. Look, just call. <laughs> just call and ask the question. That's all we're going to get. Stop ripping them into the friggin' device, okay? Whatever, whoever you are. Whoever you are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it funny? Yeah, of course. Are we laughing our asses off? Of course. Do we laugh every single time? Yeah. Is it appropriate? Of course not. And we ask you to clean it up out there. Thanks very much for that. Thanks for the PSA, Steve. No problem. That was becoming a problem. See? Okay. So let's just jump into it. We got our first email question of the day and that is from Bomi 
I don't. I think that's how you pronounce it. Bone me? No. <laughs> B-O-M-I. Oh, okay. Bone me? <laughs> okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve. You guys are doing great with your podcast. Thank you. Love listening to you guys in the morning. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys if you've ever lost yourself in a relationship. And if so, did you know about it and fix it or was it too late? I'm new in a relationship. It's been six to seven months now since we've been together. Recently, my boyfriend and I talked about and agreed to spending less time together. He's my second serious boyfriend in my life and also my first love. I'm 25. I'm still really new to relationships, so when he mentioned spending less time, I thought it was nothing and I'd be able to do it, but then it's gotten really hard lately. I get bad anxiety when I'm not with him. He's talked to me less. He stopped texting me. Is it common for guys that when they uh, want space, they don't text back? Am I overthinking things? Because of my anxiety, I've been having breakdowns because I've been overthinking about this whole spending less time together. I've talked to my best friend about it, and she told me I was losing myself in the relationship and that I myself need the space to reconnect with myself and focus on well-being. So far, I've been trying to respect my boyfriend needing his space, and I've been trying to do things by myself and trying not to be lost in a relationship, but it's very difficult and mentally draining. Love to hear basically your thoughts on it. I've been there. Yeah, me too. It sounds like he's dumping you. I'm kidding. No, it does kind of. It does actually. Because it's hard to diagnose since I don't know you guys personally. Right. I don't know his personality personally. So I could be dead wrong, but it does sound like that. The the part that threw me is it was all good until the stop texting me part. Yeah, exactly. Because that, even if you're not seeing each other, I feel like not seeing each other would make you miss each other more. That's kind of the whole point of it is to like you do your own thing and then you guys miss each other and you see each other and it's nice. But if he's not even texting you back, I wonder if it's not at all or he's just kind of delayed on texting. You also back. have to try to fill your days with something. If you're if you really are are able to sit there and think about how you much you miss your boyfriend and how how you're constantly thinking about him getting anxiety from it, I think if you had something else to focus on, it that really wouldn't Yeah, I think this happened a lot when we were younger. Around this age actually. She said she's 25. I'd say everything before 26 for me was was kind of like this I've, I've been on both sides also like i've been on the side of where i needed more space and uh my boyfriend would text me and i'd be just kind of like whatever about it but i kind of was like on the verge of breaking up with him that was like after five years of being together um yeah and i was kind of on her side of the fence with this in one an earlier relationship of mine where we used to be in all the improv circuit together yeah and we'd attack the improv game together And then she started to like really like go and do a bunch of shows that I wasn't doing. I see. And so, you know, I worked during the day. She really didn't. And so I like I was basically supporting us. So when I came home, like I did improv, but then some nights I was like, dang, I just wanted to just kind of want to hang with my girlfriend. But then she would be off doing shit. And I started feeling these same things of like, I don't get to talk to her as much and all this shit. And And you felt her slipping away? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it ended up, uh, we broke up like very shortly after this. Do you think you broke up because you were getting mad that you weren't able to spend time and it was kind of pushing her away? Or No, I think she was getting more interested in doing other things than she was in me. And I think it, uh, yeah, there was just like a gradual shift. I think that's kind of, it's it's weird because it's kind of a good thing. Because it lets you know, it informs you of whether you're with somebody because you really love them or if it's just like, you just want to be in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, nothing. That's that's the maturity that I have in my marriage now versus like this time is that I really like everything about Nikki enhances my life and doesn't like weigh anything down. Yeah, same. I never am like, oh, fuck, I have to hang with Nikki or like or like if we're not together for a day, it's never like, does he 
love me still? It, never. You know? There's never a worry like that. Like, I'll be off writing sometimes for days on end, and I'll come back, and Nikki's cool. Like, Nikki's not like, you don't hang with me anymore or anything like that. Yeah. So it's hard to diagnose just because I don't know where you're at in your personal life. Um, I do think that it's very healthy to get to know yourself that you need that time alone. You do need space to figure out who you are, what you like outside of a relationship, um, because then you know like what value you bring to the table. You know, it's not just like, oh, do they like me still? Or you're not obsessing over um, if they're still as into it as you are with them. And how come it's been five days since we had sex? Does that mean that he doesn't want me sexually? And right. I've definitely been on like that side too, where. I didn't have enough going on, like you were saying. Yeah. Like I didn't have my own thing. And so your 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 obsession becomes the other person instead of like yeah. trying to because get that your was new life and that was goals like, done. Yeah, exactly. Because I'd always been um, obsessed with acting, and I always put career first. And in the relationship that I moved to LA to with, like the boyfriend that I moved here with, um, he would get upset because I was waitressing all the time and then when I wasn't waitressing I was in acting classes or in workshops or going on auditions or trying to um, improve my headshot game or you know, going to casting director workshops. You I was didn't have time to sit around. Everything and... I could do exactly yeah. and I, every possible moment I had free I wanted to spend pursuing my career and that got hard because we didn't have time together and but I found that the more he got upset about it, the less I wanted to of spend course, time with him. Of course, because he's like whining. Exactly, so, it was yeah. just not like manly to me and it wasn't supportive, it didn't feel supportive as a partner, but it was also because he didn't have his own passion. Yeah, right? exactly. So he was just sitting at home waiting for me. It's, it's two of those things working together. Nothing is worse than a whiny dude, nothing in the entire world. And then the second thing is, yeah, not not pursuing your own passion. And yeah. then you're attacking them for pursuing their passion. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then I you're making me choose. And I felt bad because he was self-aware about it. Like, he was like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah. you know, taking away from your passion. I just wish that we had a little time together. And that's so valid. But at that time in my life is when... I was, you know, I was pursuing my passion and I was like way more passionate about that than the relationship. And um, we ended up breaking up and, and I miss him every day and I wish we were still together. And hey, Ryan, hey, if you're hey, out hey, there hey. listening hey. to this, <laughs> no, but I, I realized that I wasn't, it, I loved him, I cared about him, but I wasn't in love with him. I have said this many times, uh, a relationship, a good relationship, in my opinion, is two people who are leaning on each other uh, to stand up and not one person leaning on the other or one person leaning on the other. Yeah. It's always it's always just the, the right amount of lean. Both, per, both like people. Each people giving equally yeah. to and the if relationship. Yeah, if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, you can see what I'm doing. So he's doing a hand signal okay, just like for a, those of you listening. Like my hands look like a teepee. It's a, a very okay. uh, profound hand symbol. And it's like that's how they're standing up. And then, But instead of and lean- instead of one person leaning on the other, we're like my hand's flat it's and like then this other It's like Forrest Gump and Bubba when they were in the war. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the shit. Yeah, that is the shit. Because then in my next relationship, um, I was, like, on, like, learning new things. Like, I was into, like, more doing stand-up and more doing the the improv stuff. And it was just a new world. And um, the guy that I was dating was also doing that. And I just, like, I thought we could build something together. But really, he was just wanted to do his own thing. And so then that hurt I don't know, that hurt my self-esteem, I guess. Um, and I started obsessing over, like, 
why won't yeah do why things did, with me yeah why can't he do things with me and i mean it wasn't it was just on an unhealthy relationship in general but but yeah i remember obsessing over that and i think that if it were me today me knowing myself today i wouldn't have stood for a lot of things no yeah. and that's that's uh, that's a point Confidence. that i think that you everyone needs to figure out is like when you know yourself and you know what you what you have going on to your, in your life the person should only add to it. And if they're not adding to it, you you should be able to recognize that and say, hey, this isn't going anywhere. This isn't adding to my life. Right. And it would be over. But when you are when you don't really know yet, you're kind of just like, is it me? Is it him? Like, is this right? Like, you're just kind of like, what is this? Yeah. So in that case, I, I do think your friend is right. You do need to just like... Listen to your friend. Listen to... And listen to yourself and figure out yourself and... And then, and this guy, you know, maybe it's supposed to be, maybe it's not supposed to be. But we I don't think like this guy. He's a loser. <laughs> we're done with him. I think you would only know that if you figured out who you were. No, look, he don't text you, man. That's weak. I'm and sorry. Sometimes, That's though, weak. Sometimes guys are just waiting for you to put your foot down. Like if they can yeah, walk all over you, they, yeah, will, they will walk all over you. Yeah. And not just guys, girls too. They're stretching but, the rubber band, seeing how, when it'll break. Right. And and it's boring, honestly, to be able to walk over some. So they'll just walk all over you until they're bored, and then they'll they'll leave. I agree. So having putting your foot down and saying something is something that uh, takes time to learn. But thank you for your question. Yeah, thanks, Bomi. Um. Okay. Next question. This kind of is similar, or not similar, but it leads into this next question. Um. Okay. Lay it on me, nice and thick. Okay. Let's wait. Go. Let me just make sure I got the right one. Hi, Nikki and husband. Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) That's all you are. Appreciate it. I'm only 22, but I've been handed a lot of intense challenges so far and had to grow up pretty fast. I have a list of some shit I learned so far that no one told me and a suggestion for a future episode. Okay, do you... uh, Here's a suggestion. Do you think you could do an episode on shit they don't tell you about toxic people? Just that concept that some people who are permanently in your life aren't always good to be around and is so untouched. It's such a fine line to be civil and friendly without allowing hurtful people to hurt you. I struggle with this with both both of my parents. I don't want to be dramatic and make waves, but I also need the autonomy of deciding who is in my inner circle. I think this one is so... it It's similar. Like, it, it kind of plays into the other question but yeah it expands out to like all of your relationships yeah who who i mean everyone's had dealt with a toxic person right I yes feel like. I mean, and had a toxic relationship yeah like where you have someone in your life and you don't know how to they're just a drag end the relationship but you know it's not doing you any favors there's a there's right? something about um look I, I you you might think listen to me that oh he's very cynical and all these things but but i'm really not like i'm really that's sort of just my kind of my the way i talk yeah but but I'm really you are cynical. Well, I'm right. I am, but I but I'm also but optimistic as hell. You are, and, and so I don't. He's more optimistic than I am. Right, and so yeah. I don't drag I don't drag anybody into my cynicism, like whole. Yeah, which is what toxic people do. I think I think that um, toxic people make you feel like, oh, you're right. I can't do things, or oh, you're right. Like. It is too hard. And I think you you don't realize how much it actually really affects your life. This is something that I wish someone would have told me is. Yeah, I know you shouldn't be in a toxic relationship with someone. Yeah, I know you should let people go if they're being uh, a drag all the time. But I didn't realize how much it would affect me. Like it gets into your psyche and then you, without knowing it, you subconsciously, you start having toxic, like, toxic thoughts. Dude, and, and it's, some, thoughts it's mostly and, informed by jealousy because like I remember I was a toxic person to one of my exes where she was on this improv team when I when we first moved to LA, she got into Comedy Sports LA, mm-hmm. which is, 
you know, it's it's um, yeah. they're a well-known company. Everyone knows Comedy they Sports. Are. I was in theater sports down in San Diego, which is like a sister company of that. And so, um, so when we moved up here, she auditioned for Comedy Sports and got it. And then I was kind of, you know, I was doing UCB, but I was uh, upper citizens brigade, which is a different style. Like we came yeah. from short form, and we were doing long form. Comedy sports is short form, like uh, whose line is it anyway? Exactly, type exactly. Stuff. Which UC- is fine, yeah. but a lot of UCB people find it to be hack and stuff. Right. And so I was kind of in that vibe of like, oh, this shit's hack though. Like, didn't we just leave this stuff? Why are you doing this stuff? Um, but so I was like being toxic about her being in this group. Yeah. Even though it was like an achievement for her, like I should have been more like, like cool. Instead, right. I think I was a little jealous that I wasn't part of it. I didn't even audition, but but I was probably jealous that she was doing something I wasn't doing. Right. You know, and that you get to do shows and, and I didn't get to do as like that, like a steady show like she yeah. could. So you have to be aware of yourself and what you're saying and the, and the motivations for why you're saying things. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have a very good self-awareness uh, that I've developed over the years. So you're like a former toxic person. I think so. Well, I think I I think I've I've had toxic moments, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all toxic people have, right? Really? I don't think anyone's 100% toxic. I mean, some people I think it spirals. Like yeah. so this person is dealing with toxic people in their relationship in their life. Um but and they sound very mature like they can recognize what a toxic person is. I think they're going to be fine. Right. Uh but but she wants some advice on like and I think this would have been helpful for me too is that I used to just keep people like that in my life because I felt I could help them. And oh, true. and like I I feel like that's always been a recurring theme in my life where like I just see flawed people and people that are down like as people that just need a little help, you know? And and so I I tend to see more of the good in people and stick with it way longer than it should. Yeah. Like I'll let them just walk all over me because uh, or I did let them walk all over me because I I just felt like they needed extra love. Um, and so... I used to do the same thing. And so the hard part is, like, it's not as easy as, like, oh, this person's toxic and they everything they say is a downer and, it, and then their negative energy gets into me and then I, I have a bad time with my life, so I should let them go. It's not so easy to just let them go. No. Because when you, when you go to let them go or when they come to you and they're like, hey, can you help me with this? And then you help them and it feels good. You know, it's just... It's like this almost codependency where where like I like having this person because I feel like I'm helpful to them so I have a purpose or or something like sure, that. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't fully analyzed it. But I but my point is when I try to let go of people, it's always been hard because I their good side of them that I always saw will come out and they'll be like Oh man, I was just trying to do this. I didn't know you felt like that. Yeah, and, that, you know, that's, like I had the same thing. And I'm like, man, like it's it's so hard to let those people go. Yeah. But I will tell you that it 100,000 percent changed my life. Like I think right now I have the least amount of toxic people I've ever had in my All inner circle, long. and I, and it's very important to protect that. To me, um, protecting that should be like a priority if you want if you want to grow and um, and like 
thrive and stuff like I you can't have those toxic people so the people that you keep close to you I think there's a, a statistic that you become the average of the five people that you hang out with the most I think I've said that in a yeah. different episode before but it happens with your finances your health your um, the, the your physical activity like things that you do in your life your interests you're always the average of the five people you hang out with the most and so those five are really important it's really important that you pick people that you want your life to be like. Um, and so when you keep that in mind, if you have an end goal in mind that you want you want to thrive, you want your life to be better, I think that goal should supersede any um, like empathy you have towards keeping someone toxic in your life. It's harder though when she says it's her parents. She struggles with it with both her parents. When your parents a toxic person, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you try to hang less, try to go out more, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know, that, I've never dealt with that. Yeah, I mean, either I've been really fortunate to have really nice parents. I mean, my, uh, like my, my dad and I would clash. Um, I wouldn't say he was a toxic person though. Yeah, so he, it's tough We to... would clash, but, and that was hard for me, but um, moving out, we have the best relationship ever. Yeah, I think the most distance you can put between yourself and a toxic person, no matter who they are, the better. Yeah, that's that's a good way to sum it up. Yeah. Cool. So we're gonna take a, a little break, uh, hear from our sponsors, and jump right into some voice calls. I'm excited about that. Not as expi- excited as I am about the sponsors, though. The sponsors they keep us going, and we really appreciate the sponsors for all for hooking it up and making time. Hey, are you listening to Should They Don't Tell You? Because if not, how are you listening to this ad about Should They Don't Tell it's You? It's because they can't turn it off. They don't know how to they turn it, how it off. Turn off. Well, that's pretty convenient for They're us. They're throwing their phone on the ground right now. Once you can figure it, it out, could you please rate us and subscribe and like um, tell us that we're beautiful? Listen. We, we want it. We need the validation, We, but mostly we need the ratings because, I mean, that's basically how the world is, is run, my friend. That's how we continue to make more and more and more of this content, this glorious content that you love so much. If you like the show, support the show. And if you don't like the show, support the show. And it's for free. The the stars are for free. Yeah, you give them you give them away for free. It's not like if you give five stars, you pay more money. No. That would have been brilliant. But, but Castbox is not money, that smart. So that's a different platform. Anyway, I hope you're watching and listening to this on Castbox. And if not, you should get Castbox because it's great. They should have charged for every single star. That would have made so much money. And <laughs> <laughs> it just made a killing. So you have a lot of rubber bands, but you don't know what to do with them. Well, here, here's what you got to do with them. You got to hang them up um, on the wall. And how do you hang them up on the wall? Well, you just use the rubber band. Oh, no, 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 that's too simple. You don't use the rubber band to hang it up on the wall because then you wear the rubber, right? But there's a new tool that lets you hang up rubber bands without wearing out that rubber and you guys know all know what i'm talking about everyone's dealt with this and this new tool it's a little it's like a metallic bracket um it's called a bracket box and what you do is you just you just pay 39.95 a month and they send you bracket boxes and you just you you you, what you don't want to do is you mount it you can mount it yourself it's a really easy mounting kit there's 25 steps 25 easy steps and it's all like really easily written on a on like a brochure like it's it's 25 sided (laughs) and uh you know you could just really understand really easy to understand. I'm laughing at how easy it is. It's absurd how easy it is uh, to, to, 
to mount the bracket so that you can hang up your rubber bands without any worry. That's right. They want no fuss, no muss, just easy rubber band hanging <laughs> with Metal Box. Thanks, Metal Box, for supporting the show. Yeah, thank you. That was s- such a hilarious We always ad. have, I tell you, we always have... Uh, the greatest sponsors just for life problems that you like you didn't even know you had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they give you problems and then they help you solve them. Yeah, they kind of have informed you of the problem, problem that you didn't know. Yet. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, All right. If well, your rubber bands are breaking too fast, now you know why. <laughs> now you know. Metal box, and and you have a solution. That's it. All right, so uh, we're gonna get into our first voice call, and. Uh, here it is. Hey, Nikki, this is Jessica and Steve. Hi, Steve. Um, general question just about relationships. Curious. They always say, you know, you can't love others until you truly love yourself. And so why don't they ever teach you that? I feel like it took me living my whole life realizing who I was and then finding my person. So just that concept in general. Why don't they actually teach you to just how to love yourself, what that really looks like? So that you can be a better person in a relationship. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. I think that's a great question. Yeah, and that's crazy. That's like relates exactly to the written questions that yeah. we were just answering. I didn't even pick that. That just happened like really. Look, I'll really. tell you what. I think I think they they teach you how to love yourself, but it's so hokey and so like, hey, you're just because you're you, you're special. <laughs> And, like, I don't know, dude. I, the, a lot of people hate that I say this, but that's mainly why I love to say it. I think Mr. Rogers fucked over a whole generation of people. <laughs> like, royally. I love Mr. Rogers. I love him, too, technically. But I think that the lesson of, well, you're special just because you're alive is, like, fucking weak, dude. I think it's weak. Well, it helps really lonely children like me who are like, man, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> I always picture a kid who's watching this. He's like, you're the most specialist person just because you're you. And they're eating their boogers. And it's just like, (laughs) yeah, man, they're real special over there. It's like, or they just shit their pants and they need their teacher to help them. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're special. I don't know. I like. I think that that, that's the mistake, right? It's like just because you're you're alive, you're special. I think that um, loving yourself, like so true. Like I didn't love myself. Until way later in life when I knew what the fuck I wanted to do in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, until you, like, I, I think once you, once you find, once you find that thing about yourself that, that, that you that purpose, fall in love with you. Yeah. Yeah. Th- then you can love it and you can love yourself through it. The thing that gives you self-esteem. Yeah. And exactly. Stuff. And that's hard to teach because you have to find it. Right. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say. What was I gonna say? Um, that you hate Mr. Rogers too? No. That well, you really don't something like Mr. along those lines. Um, so I was reading a book called Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. Not sponsored, but it's a good book. You should read it. Um, and there was a study in there about how in the '80s or no, no, in this in our parents' generation in like the '60s, you know, and uh, '70s or whatever, yeah. when they were coming up, it the the like the mantra was like work hard. 
and like be the best, right? And like, and they found that like the kids that would win at games and like were good at sports and were good at stuff would have a higher level of confidence and then they would do well in the world, right? So they thought, they, then they thought in the 80s and the 90s that maybe if we made it so that every kid feels like they're, they're a winner, it would instill that confidence and everyone could do better in the world. Oh no. But what happened was it backfired and it instead it made kids complacent. It made it um, not, what, what would they say? It they took said, the drive away. It, yeah, it took the drive away and it made it not that, not really cool to win. They were very um, ambivalent about success. Yeah. Like they could take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Like it was very just like whatever. Right. Um, and they were actually more depressed Exactly. Than the kids that were losing at games or right. whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, it backfired, and now we're kind of living in that generation yes. of kids that were raised with thinking with that ambivalency and that. Yeah, that, no matter you know, what your special, right, no matter right. what you want, and, and you're it's winner. hard. So we, how do you correct that? You know, um, but I think with by being a, a little harder on people than they would normally like. Frankly, uh, yeah. that's how I learned anything, man. Like what, the 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 best breakthroughs that I had learning, like coming up in the improv, it was people fucking telling me I'm not good, and and telling me I'm not funny, and telling me that here, you know, like one of the greatest things this guy Trenton Shine told me, he was like, "You want to know why you're not funny, Steve?" Like, and that was how he opened it, mm-hmm. and it was so great for me because I, like, I had I had to listen, like I had to hear that a- advice. Like yeah. after that, you know, because he was like, you're, you know, you're you're in it for you. You're a me provisor. You 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 do the joke for you. But don't you think that you taught me so much. But each case is separate because of course, like because for you, you were already thinking you were the shit. And like those people do need to when they're not the shit, you need to be ta- need someone to tell them like, yo, you're not all that. Like right. fucking take it down a notch, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so like, I do think that people that are up here that aren't, they don't have the skill to back it. Like, yeah, that does, it It doesn't help them to let them continue thinking that when they're not that great. Like you can help them be greater by being like, hey, you're actually not that good. Yeah. And here's why, and here's how you can fix it. But what about the people that, um, that are good and are constantly told they're not shit, you know? No, and I know, but uh, but then it, that's an opposite. But if problem. they can if they can win in the face of that, it's better than them being told how good they are while they do the same shit over and over again. Yeah, you know but I will tell you that like there's a difference. So there's um, I've always been really disciplined and stuff because my dad was like yeah, I, I just you. felt like yeah, and that was that was a gift. Um, even though it didn't seem like it at first, he was very hard on me and um, <clears throat> like I got straight A's and I didn't do drugs. I, like, I was very I was a good kid. And I always wanted, I always wanted to like, I always felt this need to do better because I felt like nothing was quite good enough. Um, So I've always had that drive. Like I've always been that like humble enough to be like, I'm not the best. I want to to learn. Like I want to learn. Um, But then it got to a point, like after I had gone into LA, had like a really harsh acting coach that really whipped me into shape and then had to like pass his acceptance test which was really freaking hard to do and I got into his master class I had this manager that came on board that was a freaking sociopath and would tell me that 
I don't know shit about acting and that I suck and that I need to be better and that every casting director thinks I'm, I suck when I right. go in. And he would tell me these things right before auditions. And he'd be like, you better not suck this time. And like, you're maybe it's because you need to lose weight. And like all this filling my head with this like crazy shit. And then of course I would bomb the audition mm -hmm. because I felt like, like nothing I do is right. And I was second guessing everything. And it took it took a lot of balance. I think I used to love myself and then I hated myself for many years. And then I'm just starting to love myself again because it went from like, oh, I'm like a person that wants to learn and I'm getting better to like, oh, no matter what I do, I suck at everything. And then, then now being like, you know what? No, I don't suck at everything. Yeah, I think for me it was um, I got the lesson from that all that shit yeah i applied it and i was successful because of it and so i look at it as a as a useful tool well like if someone came uh, came to you after trent and was like no you still trenton. suck yeah. trenton and was like i was like yeah like after you built your confidence yeah. up yeah and then you were that like that still happens people write mean stuff no not not that i'm not talking about haters i'm talking about oh. someone that represents you someone that's talking to you every day you know if it's a useful tip then yeah then that's great then that's really great. I'm not talking about useful tip. I'm well, talking no, about but, someone that's constantly coming down on you. Okay, but but, but like I said, I, no I, I only do. ever received a useful tip, right? Yeah. Like all it was was it was harsh criticism, but it was constructive. It I'm was just, you want to know why you're not funny, Steve, and then why? Yeah, no, I think that that's constructive. That's but what I think I'm, I'm trying to tell people that there's a difference and to recognize the difference between letting someone destroy you psychologically and letting someone give you criticism and learning from it. Yeah, because I agree. Because there's such a difference. I agree. And I think that's hard to know that difference when you don't, you're not firmly on the ground, like both feet planted and like, yeah. you know, know yourself and love yourself. You know, it's really hard to know the difference. Certainly. Um, so, so yeah, I, I wish that goes along with toxic people too. You know, my that manager was super toxic, and he isolated me from all my friends. Basically, told me if I had any friends, I wasn't taking my career seriously, and if I was ever out doing anything that wasn't acting, I wasn't taking my career seriously. I wasn't allowed to like even, uh, you know, go to a, a class or something. Yeah. Or like paint water. One time I was moving houses and I wasn't allowed to unpack my clothes because he said I wasn't taking my career. So it was like really insane yeah. level. Um, but I like really wanted to make it as an actor. And so this was the only dude I was talking to. And so I really started like he really wore me down to a point where I really thought I sucked. Like I was like the lowest of the low and yeah. like couldn't get better. And, and, like, and what he wanted to do was break people so that they felt that they needed him to yeah. succeed. Right. And when I first started with him, I was like, I see your game, I'm not falling for it. Yeah. But I couldn't get out of this contract. And then after a couple of years went by, it just, it w and he isolated me from everyone else. Right. Like that, when you become the average of the five, he was like the only person I was talking to right. besides my mom. And even then it was like, why are you talking to your mom? Yeah. It's like, he was, he was crazy. Okay. But anyway, um, that these questions all feed into each other. And I think it's so important to know, but like, how do you teach that? I don't know, because that's like stuff that you have to learn by yourself. And yeah, um, I mean that, but that's but why like, this is the best possible thing I can tell you. Yeah. At the root of it. I, yeah. I think the problem is the whole, no matter what your special thing, in my opinion, that you think the root of everyone's no, no, no. Of the, of the, <laughs> why you don't, why does it take, why did it take her so long to love herself? Like, cause you're, you're, when you think that you're special, like, or when you're raised to believe like that you're special no matter what, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, 
why isn't life working out for me? Why don't I like myself? Like all these things that people feel yeah. all the time. And then I was saying on the opposite spectrum, or if you're raised to believe that nothing you do is good enough, there's also that. Right. So I don't think that there's just a one size fits all for everyone. Definitely not. I think there's a journey. Like basically you're looking for balance. If you were born with overconfidence, you need to humble yourself down. And if you were born feeling like you aren't shit, you need to fucking humble yourself up. You need to like get confidence to make you feel better about about what you're doing and find things that 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 you know that you're good, that you excel at, that you can find self-esteem from. Yeah. And it's. Oh, it's like it's hard to balance those two because you can get ahead of yourself in either one. So thanks for your question, Jessica. Hope that helps at all. You know, here we go. This is the next question, voice question. I'm very excited about these voice questions. Hi, I'm calling just to ask a question. How do you get over a breakup when you've been with that person for about three years? Like, it's, it's really hard, I know, the first time. Um, and it just happened recently, too. Um, yeah, I would like to hear from you guys. Any advice to get over a boyfriend with your ears? Thanks. Go on a fucking spree. Go on a fuck spree, <laughs> the likes of which the world has never seen before. Get that pussy wet. Go get it get done. Get it filled with get dicks. It stretched, get it or filled. Or girls, whatever floats your boat. You know, experiment. All things, <laughs> objects, everything can be fucked. All the objects. Technically, anything can be fucked. And that's an important tip. That's true. Not all things should be fucked, but they can be. And they maybe should be. Maybe the world would be better. Like a chainsaw? I don't think you should. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about... Violent objects. Oh, yeah, we said all objects. I rescind. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, look, the biggest thing I tell people for this is don't let the darkness in. And what that means is when you're laying there at night looking at your ceiling and there's nobody in your dwelling with you um, and you're just thinking about your old relationship and like, oh, I, I wish they'd call me or whatever. Like, you have to make yourself as busy as humanly yeah. Impossible. So that you forget about them, the possibility of them even calling Go you. Go join a freaking club. and uh, You know what I mean? Who cares what the club is? Go join it. And I'll tell you right away, Go meet people. immediately after a breakup, block that shit. Like, yes, go on their social look, media and block them. Don't look at Do the socials. Do not look at their social media. Ever. That's Mm-mm. a firm rule. Never give up on that rule. No. You can never look. You have, to get the, you have to build the kind of anxiety about the possibility of opening up their page that you have about looking at your phone and not getting a message from them. Like you have to, you have to like jujitsu this shit Mm -hmm. where you create like a, a a part of your brain that gets nervous to even check their shit. Yeah. And that's the proper way to, to react because checking their shit is just, it literally does nothing for you. The only thing it does is it informs you of what they're up to right now. their fake life that they're up to. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're, but they want the world to see that they're up to. And they're probably greasing the tracks, making it look like they're kicking ass out there. Oh yeah. And you're probably doing the same thing. And so you're constantly in a cold war with each other and it's absurd. Like I, I know a a dude who, who, God damn dude. It's like, you know, the breakup happened freaking three years ago or two years ago. And every post, this guy still passive aggressively, like, shames his ex. Mm-hmm. Every post, even he's with a new girl and he's still passive aggressively talking about his ex. Uh-huh. It's insane. It's like, dude, just walk away. Just block her or whatever. <laughs> you got to knock it the hell off, man. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm a huge fan of that, like, revenge bod concept. Not necessarily your body. It doesn't have to be your body, but, you know, the revenge bod. Yeah, hell yeah. The, like, you know, uh, Khloe Kardashian thing where and if that's too hard, she takes girls. Work and... on one part of your body. Get a revenge ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying it doesn't even have to be your body. Like, just, like, revenge life. Like, just, like, do kick ass. Like, yeah. the more that you kick ass, the less you're going to be thinking about this dude, the less that and you, don't need you to do it. care about Maybe this. Maybe in, in, at, at the beginning you do it out of spite to them but you use that energy dude to, yeah to it's that you. energy yeah it's not even that about drive, them. Dude. it's about yeah using that like anger and pain to like force it into like nothing motivates better. me better than anger anger is my favorite as far as getting me to like be like oh i'm gonna fucking destroy this shit i know you know what i'm <laughs> Lord, saying do i know that yeah see but that's what that's how i dude, get he was moving a couch the other day and he was like motherfucker ass shit yep <laughs> Like, and God guess damn. what? The couch lifted really quickly. Yeah. I know to use that shit, <laughs> oh my dog. God, it was the scariest thing. I when, was like, are you possessed? When we were moving, happened? I swore up and down the block, but we got it done, didn't we? Yeah. That's right. But it was it's a different voice he uses. Yeah. <laughs> he it's goes true. deep. It's like it's like, oh you motherfucker. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, a dude. metal singer. It's like a black Sabbath CD. Like, it's great. Holy shit. It's really great. Dude. Yeah. yeah, the cats are hiding. Oh, yeah, the cats are freaking right <laughs> We now. have no cats when Steve is, has a mission. But it's using that anger to get your yeah. shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, look at this as an opportunity to build a better you than you were in that relationship. I'm like the homie. O- I'm the other end of the spectrum, of course. I, I cry that shit out. I like have to like cry it out. It's like I, it's like I melt it all away, all of the bad, and it like all comes out of my body. And then I just like get this energy where I'm like, I'm gonna fucking make a new life. Yeah. And I just get, I get like super inspired after that. It's like I emptied it all out. So you know, just find the way that works for you. Dude, maybe both of my, both of my, my last breakups, dude. I lost like 50 pounds in like nine days. Oh, like, that's what I need to I do. I become then. a maniac. Next I know you time, should dump me, and then I'll like by next week. Yeah. I'll be hot. Next week? Yeah, shit, yeah. All right, well, we're over. We're okay, done. Okay, cool, great. Give me your ring. I'm going to destroy you. I'm not even you. wearing mine. I'm going to destroy you. Oh, my God. I'm going to get back at you. This is getting me hot. Stop I it. I agree. No, no makeup sex. This is turning sex. me on. <laughs> um, do we have another question? I feel like we do. We do. We oh, tons. yeah. This we one's completely unrelated to relationships. Okay. Okay. So my question is, do you really, really need good credit to get a house, apartment, or anything like that? Or can I get away with it somehow? I don't know. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. So awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I love the end of that. I wish you left your name. Yeah, I, we, we don't know your name, but. We love you anyway. I love, um, we love you too. <laughs> do you really, really need credit? You know, a lot of people don't know this. Oh, yeah. Just to repeat her question because it was a little murky. Do you, do you really need credit to get a house or apartment or anything like that? A lot of people don't know this. But Tell him. You, but you absolutely do need credit. <laughs> 150%. Now, if you're one of the fortunate few who maybe doesn't have credit at all yet because you're like a youngin' and you don't have a gas card or anything, mm-hmm. then you might be in a better situation. If you have zero credit, like you've never opened anything, yeah, then you have a better chance than if you have bad credit. Yeah, if you have bad credit, yeah, you got to get that looked at, bud. <laughs> got to uh, marry somebody yeah, or you're something. Gonna, if you're going to move, you make moves in this town, you better get that credit. Or any town. You want to go bowling? You better make sure you have credit, I dude. don't think you need credit to bowl. I, I'm talking in, in, in the metaphor. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Thank you. 
Oh, the old bowling metaphor. Thank you. Um, yeah, you you should really um, exactly. get credit built up. Uh, Gotta do it. Get get you know they have those like what are they called? They're like the prepaid credit cards where you, you have an amount on a card, yeah. on a Visa or something. It's like twenty five dollars, and yeah. it still it still counts towards your credit. Yep. I've never used it, but I've heard about it. Do that shit. So I'm pretty much I can give you, you like that 18 advice. You like $18.5 on there? 18 and a half. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they can be pretty crazy low. Yeah, like yeah. Like on the, on the limits or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you do that shit, you can build your credit up with that. Yeah. Also, or another way to build credit, mm-hmm. you um, you know, you open a credit card. Yeah. And then you use that credit card just for gas. You, Only gas. And then you pay it and off pay immediately. Off every month. Yeah. No matter what. Always immediately. With auto pay or whatever. And make yeah. sure you always hit it. And yeah, put it put it auto pay so that you don't miss it. It's really important. Another way to build credit, really nice. You get a girlfriend and then you put her through college on a credit card and then you don't pay it because you're super ultimately. Pretty sure fun. that's how you wreck your credit. And then don't listen to this part. You don't pay it. Okay, Steve just needs to let it and out. And then you move in with your buddy Jason Horton and then he tells you not to pay it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to pay this. And then you have the same credit as Jason Horton, <laughs> which is not good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, if you're really looking for a house or an apartment and you don't have credit and then no one will give it to you, no one will, like, let you get a house or an apartment, um, you can just, you know, borrow money from your friend. Or something, or like a family member. Borrow money, borrow a lot of money from. Uh, or, or you could co-sign with them. That's take how a high I, risk loan. I built credit co-signing with my dad. He had really good credit, and I didn't really have any, so we got a car, and he co-signed on it, and then it was his credit that was able to get the car. But then I paid it every month, and then it built my credit because. What I if was your paying. dad has bad credit? Then find someone with good credit and yeah. then beg them. Yeah. Sleep with them. Make Use your out body. You have body. And it <laughs> Use has, your body. And it has a value. <laughs> Everybody has a value. All right. I want to end this podcast by listing the one of one of the people that submitted Annabelle, who submitted the toxic people question. She also submitted a list of shit that they didn't tell her that she thinks would be helpful for all of you. So uh, here we go. The most traditional way of doing mundane adult things isn't always the easiest, smartest way i.e. using your routing number instead of debit card number for recurring bills. So if your card has issues, you won't get late fees on bills. Very smart. Very Num- smart. Number two, trust no bitch. That's a great one. I don't trust bitches at all. No. Bitches be crazy. I fuck bitches, though. Who, who have you? This what is it? the first what, time? What it? We're done. Oh, Go shit. Go lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> if you work on becoming patient, your entire life will be easier. This is so true and so hard. I am not patient at this all. This is not an easy one for a lot of folks, but not you're right. Patient. Being patient is a super useful tool. I was given this tool by my sweet mother, who used to famously not pick us up after school because she was watching Oprah Win- the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> and so <laughs> I learned to be patient because I would sit there. I would be like standing there with a heavy backpack for like two and a half hours, sometimes in the rain. And I learned to be patient through that. And I want to thank personally all the Oprah Winfrey show as well. <laughs> That's how I learned how to have panic attacks. Wow, we all, different people, different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? Um, it's better to bail early when you start seeing warning signs or losing interest. This is true for relationships, college, and snowboarding. So true for snowboarding. I wish I knew that. I've never tried snowboarding, but it is definitely true for the other two. Uh, no one wants to hear jokes during job interviews. <laughs> the more good candidate robot you are, the better. That's so funny. <laughs> That's I like that one. Good. That's a good one. Yeah. A lot of people do whack ass, corny ass jokes during those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I oh to be a fly in that room. 
I know. I would. God, that'd be. We should funny. interview people just to, just, just to, to film it, <laughs> just to film it, and give advice on what they did wrong or go- good. or good. That's good. That's pretty good. Surprise! There was no job opportunity. Wasted your time. <laughs> That's a good bit. Well, we like could that. give the winner a hundred bucks or something. I don't know. Yeah, or something. It's just a rough idea. Anyway, if you well, were, we'll give, we'll give them a month subscription to Metalbox. <laughs> just something. So they'd love that yeah. actually. Probably. There you go. Yeah. If you are uninsured when you get in a car accident, you will be sued for tens of thousands of dollars. Suing can lead to bankruptcy. Bankruptcy could ruin your credit for seven years and attorneys cost thousands of dollars. This is something that happened to me. My dad lied when he said he added me to his insurance policy. He was actually procrastinating on making the call for weeks. No one got hurt in the accident, but it was a a gigantic fucking disaster. I paid off my traffic ticket immediately, but the shit show that followed was just because of how irresponsible my dad was. He didn't offer me any support or an apology. I had to handle the entire thing by myself. And that just happens sometimes. You get fucked over and you just got to roll with your it. Your dad lied about adding you to your insu- the insurance policy. That's classic dad move. Classic dad. Oh, classic dad. dad w- strikes Damn, so again. Damn, she had to declare, declare bankruptcy. So this happened to me too. Um, well, I got sued by that manager guy that I was talking about earlier. He sued every client he ever had. But I was never prepared in life to be sued. That's like, that's a whole different shit they don't tell you. Because our legal system is so fucked and crazy. Like, if you're poor, you just lose. Like, you'll just lose. Like, don't even try. If you're poor and there's a rich person suing you, like, you're just gonna lose. Yeah, but what if they dream it? Can't (laughs) they do it? Yeah. Not if you're poor. Sorry. You're gonna lose in the American Get some money, then maybe you could do it. But, yeah, it it was crazy because... Who sort? First of all, who sues a poor person? Who? You don't yeah. get anything yeah. from that. Like so, then I think what he was trying to do was get my parents yeah, to pay for course. it, right? Yeah. Um, which they're like, well, they he didn't sue them, so I was like, leave them out of it. Um, and then it cost money just to just to def- file a thing that says I am not guilty. Yes. Just to say it's like two hundred bucks, say, right? It's three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. And I had no money in my bank account at this time. Yeah. This was a real low for me. This is when I destroyed my credit because I couldn't pay my credit cards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I had to borrow money to just file a paper that says I didn't do it because if I didn't file that paper, then I lose by default, and then I owe him. 25 grand or however much that's he was why saying. i always say the uh, i mean yeah exactly like yeah but la city parking the street sweeping shit is just a poor people tax yeah because who can't who who can't park on the street poor people who parks in garages and in their like parking lots of their freaking sweet ass houses yeah rich people but see it's that's why it's crazy to me when people make <laughs> assumptions about like well you settled so you must have been guilty or something like that oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like no like court costs so much money like that like she was saying thousands and thousands of dollars that you can't afford not to settle like you basically just have to settle if you don't have money so yep it was crazy because there were no grounds but like you know damn thanks that classic don't get sued shit they don't tell you just don't get sued. Don't get sued. You so think, easy. Oh, if I'm innocent and I get sued, uh, it's fine because I they can't sue me. Like they won't get away with it. Yeah, they will because it's just stupid. It's very stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> Um, okay, the only stupid people in the world are the ones who are satisfied with knowing what they knew. No, wait, let me repeat that. The only stupid people in the world are the ones who are satisfied with knowing what they know. If you're willing to learn and expand your worldview, you shouldn't be too hard on yourself. That's so true. Yeah. The people, the stupid people are the ones that are like, I know everything. and they're. But the stupid people also don't know that they don't know everything. That's they think so that they know yeah. everything. And they think that they know people that they've never met before. Yeah. It's fascinating. That is fascinating. 
Yeah, that's oh, that's a good one. Okay, assuming someone knows more than you based on gender is a huge mistake. Google the make and model of your car for what oil you need because that's all your boyfriend will do. Girls don't know shit about cooking until they practice, so go practice yourself. <laughs> I think a lot of these are like personal. Yeah, this is basically like just personal her, her, her shit talking herself. But it's true. No, it's true. Like yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, loved ones can be in- incompatible with you, and no one will ever tell you how to properly interact with a family member or a parent who is toxic. Oh, we just talked about this. You you have to figure out that for yourself, and it sucks. If you are outraged by change, you'll never be able to enjoy life. That's true. Yes. Life is just a constant change. Yeah, but sometimes I get pretty pissed about certain things. Yeah, but you like that, you said. Yeah, but I... Yeah, but I uh, it gives you fuel, you said. Life fuel. Yeah, but I'm pretty pissed that I bought a Mini Cooper in 2013 and, and I don't have the the Wi-Fi thing in, in my car like the everybody Bluetooth. else does. If I had just waited a year. Yeah. Well, that's your fault. You probably but bought I'm outraged it. by that change because I wish that I had bought it at the right year. Mm, bless you. But you're outraged at them or you? At me. Yeah, okay. You go, you go deal with that. <laughs> no one goes home thinking about all the things you are insecure about. They go home thinking about all the things that they're insecure about. So true. I prove it. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I think about all the things that Steve's insecure about, actually. I'm like, damn. Yeah. His hairline, man. Right? It keeps me up at night. And me, I think about all the things that he's insecure about. Like, oh, am I too pretty to be in this role? It's really tough. Yeah, that's the thing I it's that tough. keeps me up, sure. It's pretty tough. <laughs> Literally never said that ever. Um, all right. I was complimenting you. Isn't e- that nice? Thank you. It's so sweet. You made me sound like a bitch and complimented me at the same time. You're welcome. Evil people don't rub their hands together just loving how awful they make the world. They genuinely believe that control and convenience is a higher priority than anything else and sometimes will never understand the error of their ways. Yes, sociopaths are real. Fighting rather than debating slash discussing in a relationship isn't normal. You must be able to communicate your differences in a non-combative way before you get into a relationship. That is, yeah, one that has got to be like the number one relationship advice. I think so. I Communication. Think, yeah. Because it's not about how it's well give and take. It, it's not about how good you do together when you're happy. It's about how well you work things out when there's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And we're very good at that. Yeah, shit. I think we're really good at that. We're so good at that. We're real good. We're the perfect camo. <laughs> We should be together, Robert. Mm. The best nurturers... Oh, this is the last one. The best nurturers in the world aren't trying to shape and mold children into something. They show an example of how kindness... They show an example of kindness and accept the unique personalities in everyone. Aw. Agreed. I also think there's such a funny thing about looking at kids like, how would I ever explain this to my kids? And I'm like, dude, kids are fucking idiots. You don't have to explain anything. Not that they're sponges. They soak things up. Right, but... You think they're dumb? But they're subconsciously like no, but you know using ta- all this shit against you later. I'm saying when a kid is like two and a half years old. Yeah, they're going to use it against you later. <laughs> they're going to go to the therapist when they're 26 years old. They're going to discover all this shit about themselves. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, my parents hated me. And they're the cause of my life. Eh, get over it. I did you uh, a favor. But this is actually the goes with your point of of treating all kids like they're all special for no reason. I, I know, and I this agree. This is, she's saying they're not trying to mold children into something. They show an example of kindness and accept the unique personalities in everyone. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, like, finding what is special about you instead of just accepting yes, your special just exactly. for being you. Like, can you hit a baseball over the friggin' fence? No. Well, then you're not special at baseball. Get the yeah. hell off the field. Fuck. Please leave the team. Like You're dragging the team down. You're dragging the team down. I just want to down. I just I'll bring my own tea. No. Tea ball. You can be the bat boy. 
I was actually. I was the back girl on my dad's baseball team. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. You were the back girl. <laughs> yeah. And what? And you just collect all the bats? Yeah. But it was a way for me to participate well, so he could play like a tournament all day. But that takes eight minutes, right? No. Oh. Okay. I just go run. Like after they hit the ball, they throw the bat, and then oh, I that's go and I collect. I collect the bat. Oh wow. Yeah. Didn't you just tell me the other day that all, the only thing that you thought about while you're at your dad's baseball games is how badly you wanted to go home? Yeah, but that's why they made me a Batgirl, so I'd have something to do. That's fun. <laughs> to keep me occupied. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for submitting your questions. Again, you can email us, podcast at Nikki.limo, or you can leave us a voicemail at that number that I gave you earlier in the show. Wow. <laughs> but let me Smooth. push you to find it really quick. Hey, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. So important. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. 765-734-0840. My Instagram is Steve Green Comedy, of course. And, All right. Um, yep. So make sure to follow that. We really appreciate it. Are these we your really final thoughts? We appreciate that. That's your final thought? What is it? Is that your final thought? <laughs> My final thought, actually. No, it's something else. I have, a different, I have a different final thought, man. I guess. Wrap it up. Listen, um, we, we, uh, we, you know, we have fun here, and we, we like to ha- keep it light and have fun. But seriously, if you don't love yourself because you think deep down, like, hey, I wish I was special – you're looking at other people like they're somehow special and you're not. But I'm telling you, we're all the same amount of not special. And that's why <laughs> I think you can do anything because I don't look at anyone and go, oh, he's got stuff that I don't have. That's something I could never do because that person's special. I look at every motherfucker and I go, I could do that shit. No matter if it's Jesse Owens breaking an Olympic record or if it's LeBron James scoring 52 points, you bet your ass I could do that. I'd love to see you run a mile in under six minutes. <laughs> That'd be hey, so fun for me. I could do it. Um, okay. That's the glass half empty, and I'll just give you the glass half full because this is also something that Steve Green always says, and he just won't say it right now because he's being his glass half empty one. Ass? He does say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully only to me. Um, yeah, me, but I hope so too. You, you also say that everybody has their own genius. Oh, yeah. You know? So it's just about finding yours. True. So everyone has their one thing, and it might be something that people think is stupid. Yeah, I think everyone— Like, we just had Tipsy Bartender, Sky John, on here on the last episode, and he said this guy was a genius at fishing. Yeah. He was like a master fisherman. But he couldn't read. But he couldn't read. That's not stupid. So he's a dumbass fisherman. He's a genius at fishing. <laughs> so you just find your own your own genius. There's that Jiro Dreams of Sushi guy charges like freaking— Hero. What? No. Yeah. It's Jiro. No, it's Jiro. No, it's not. But he, okay, so he dreams of sushi guy. Go ahead. As a, he's not Mexican. No, I know. The go J ahead. is pronounced like a J, like Japan. I really don't think it is, but Holy go Holy shit. Okay. Well, you can correct me in the comments, whatever. But <laughs> he charges like 30 grand a plate because he's just such a master genius at sushi. Can he read English? Doesn't matter. Why not? Does that matter? Hell no. Not unless he's over here. Yeah. Thirty G's a plate. Are you? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, that's the glass. It's the same point as yours, but it's the other side. It's just like yeah, I think everyone's really smart. Everyone's not special at at most things, things. and everyone's really special at one thing. And you just have to find that one thing instead of looking over there and being like, "I wish I had that guy's ability." Exactly. Maybe maybe you'll never have that ability, but you have some other thing that that guy doesn't have, and you just have to. Maybe I can't score fifty-two points. Okay, but maybe I am a kick. I am kick ass at gardening. I'd love to see you garden now watch too. Me soar. That's another. That's a great fantasy. Now watch me soar. Nay, nay. All right, and we're then, done. And then Mark, we're gonna lock out with an eagle calling. And I think that's pretty nice. Thank you, thank you for that, Mark. Why didn't anyone tell me?
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.